Hey, welcome everybody to podcast number 38, presented by Five Pin Universe. I'm your host, Kerry Kreitz. I have the Wisemans, Dexter and Tim, and Adam Weber back from Mexico with his son's soccer vacation trip, dealy thing, whatever you want to call it. Hola! <laughs> Cerveza. Si. Yes. Um, so, obviously, we had the TPC this last weekend. Jordan Schuess ended up winning it, beating Dexter in the final. He was a runner-up. Danny Bear won the $1,000 Invitational. Jennifer Devaney won the Ladies $500 Invitational. And Parker Anderson and Bailey Lawson won the Friday Night Doubles event, taking three grand home, I do believe, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, unreal amount of entries, 266 entries. Um, from wow. what I've heard, the biggest tournament there's ever been. A Amazing. Might not want to quote me on that because I don't know the sources are too reliable on that, but I'm fairly confident that I have never heard anything that high. I've heard mid 200s, but not over 250. So, yeah, for a cash tournament, I think it's got to be close. Um, and the nice thing is, is it had 165 individuals, um, 93 from Alberta, but only four from Edmonton, or 40 from Edmonton area, and. Uh, but sorry, 92 and 73, 73 from outside Alberta, which is a huge number. So thank you to everybody who came out and supported. Um, it was amazing and awesome and long. Yeah. <laughs> that that kind of just goes to show you that it's not Alberta centric, right? It's definitely uh, at least the West provinces kind of thing, but there was a lot of Quebec players. There was a lot of Ontario players. So, um, it's definitely become Canada wide. That's I, sure. I do have a I do have a breakdown actually. So, uh, as Dexter said, ninety three came up from Alberta, only forty four from Edmonton and area. Um, BC had twenty two, Saskatchewan had twenty two. So, surprised that there was an even with that. Manitoba had fifteen. Northern and Southern had ten altogether, and Quebec had three. So kind of gives you some little bit of a round out there. So that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, almost almost one to one, right? And that's pretty cool to have that kind of ratio. Well, I think it's a testament to number one, the tour, uh, obviously mm -hmm. ha having that that uh, respect level and everything growing. Uh, number two, obviously, just how well you guys run that that event, especially at uh, in the uh, sort of uh, bowl region. Um, and then number three, now all of a sudden you're seeing a lot more prize money, right? That that top prize, you know, upwards of what, like seven grand, somewhere in that range now for, for first first prize. <laughs> that is going to draw, you know, the the East Canada or, or beyond, uh, just because there, there's a ton of money to be made. Yeah. So if you yeah, you know, so if you ran, if you ran up the one side without uh, lo losing, uh, and see you lost on the B side, you ran up the one side. It was like seventy two or seventy three hundred dollars. Seventy two fifty, I think. Without your qualifying money. Yeah. Five hundred dollars. And so with, all, yeah, without winning a match on the other side. So it's eight grand already. Besides all your other investments and side pots and whatever else you got going on there. So it, it is. We gave away one hundred seven thousand in prize money. Wow. Or in money, yeah. Which is pretty incredible. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> so just a crazy number in a, a five-pin sport. It, it, absolutely ridiculous. Love it's it. getting better and better, and we're getting more and more notice, noticed all the time. Even even Strathcona County Sheriff Park is starting to notice more um, just with the numbers of people that we're bringing into the community and staying at hotels and eating in their restaurants and stuff. It's um, The Chamber of Commerce is all of a sudden like noticed and really happy about it so uh all positive things it's just the the game where the competitive side of the game in the cash circuit is just growing exponentially and it's nice to see that happening once again like that kind of cash flow it's crazy to me that bowling manufacturers for five pin or bowling shoes aren't there promoting their products because there's that much cash flowing around you're gonna sell products mm -hmm. and to get your name on the highest level of five pin bowling in Canada would be huge for the sales for in Canada alone. Like people would want that product. It's just, it's baffling. 
I, I'm that's almost, why you're seeing people yeah. not buy that kind of equipment anymore. They're going to other right. other stuff, right? Well, almost get, we should, yeah. Sorry. You, you get you, you get people in that moment where, especially once you know some of the booze is flowing a little bit, and all of a sudden they the wallets start opening. It's like shooting fish in a barrel for some of these companies. Right, you see, you know, Michael Cousy have half a bad game. He's gonna go buy another set of balls. Yeah, right. It, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I have no idea why these guys aren't seeing it. And you know, we, we've had the opportunity to speak with Bufa a little bit there, and um, I, I, it just it shocks me that there's no real, you know, promotion of, of that type of a product at at these particular events. I think I'm gonna reach out to Dexter Shoe Company. Um, just 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 to touch base and you know just see if there is any interest in it at all um because uh, there there should there should be something for the five pin game and and i think they need to be aware that people are moving away from the the designer bowling shoes and going to custom made stuff and um maybe it's time that they they make a move and, and try to promote their products within the canadian game yeah um i'm almost wondering if it if it would be a good idea to maybe go towards like storm bowling and these other large companies and see what they have to offer because well i guess storm and dexter are the same company they're the same right? company yeah well, hammer yeah. hammer i think they're a little bit more interesting than anything yeah. hammer and, yeah, which is lynn's so yeah, they've been around for too. a long time so yeah, yeah there's got to be something because um you can't tell me that a hundred grand going through a bowling center on one weekend for one tournament and doesn't that's, draw attention. And that's just in prize money, guys. Like yeah, that's, that's not, not including not. what goes through our till in food and liquor, and you know all all that fun stuff too, right? I mean, um, yeah, it's it's a, an insane number of money that's going through a small little sixteen center house yeah. in one weekend. Yeah. Just just nuts. So. But it's just nice to see again. It's just nice to see growth, and we continue to see growth almost every year. Yeah. With that being said, we got to make some changes. I think uh, we're discussing it as we are right now. I think uh, originally we we're talking about maybe swapping the invitational and the shift on Thursday. We have an invitational in the morning, have the shift in the evening. Uh, however, honestly, after we looked at how many people actually come up for invitational, it was packed in there. It was yeah. it was it was wall to wall people in there, and you know honestly, it's become kind of our, um, it's can become our big event. People are looking forward to. We post in the line, and with honestly us just randomly just putting up a, a shift and getting filling up to twenty four people, on the day <laughs> on yeah. the a couple of days in advance. Um, Two weeks before, I, we're like, hey, yeah. we're gonna open up an eighteen person shift, instant fill. Yeah. Like, and then two days before, we're like, you know what, we're gonna open up six more spots. And it basically filled right away. It's it's amazing. So if there's interest to have the the Thursday shift in you know Thursday brunch time, um, why not? We're talking about maybe moving to ten o'clock instead of eleven. It gives a little bit more wiggle time. Yeah, with I, especially if, if. Yeah, I don't see you guys having a problem. I think that shift fills, and I do agree with you. You should keep the invitational as your evening event. Um, I think Blair Tuck put it best. It's your marquee event, right? Everybody wants to be there to watch those guys. They put up a thousand dollars to play in that specific event. It's uh, it's high stakes, and that's what a lot of people watch. They trust me. People don't watch poker to watch people play cards. They watch to see the money exchange hands, right? So. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, Friday was obviously a little bit longer than we wanted, so <laughs> a little bit. Um, finishing up at three o'clock in the morning was a lot of fun, but it, it happens. Uh, two hours behind the Friday afternoon shift, taking seven hours, Adam. Seven hours was was kind <laughs> hey, of unex- was kind I'll of excusable. Prob- I'll probably still get blamed for that. Well, we did. We asked. I said, "Hey, I asked, yelled at Rich. I said, hey, Weber, hurry up there, buddy.' <laughs> but but seven hours, and there was no lane uh, problems on the on that shift at all. Like it was probably the drunkest shift I've ever seen." And like I, I had to go on doubles and I'm screaming on the mic to do my announcements like, Hey guys, stop bowling. Stop bowling and it was so loud well, yeah. I was like, yeah, stop, because stop bowling. Stop every- bowling. And then finally I just like, Hey, you know what? I'm just gonna turn on the lane, hope the best. 
uh, what, what happens is everybody showed up for the the doubles at seven because it was supposed to start at seven and doubles didn't start till nine so there was two hour window where everyone got bored and drank yeah. yeah, and uh, so anyways, so we're talking about cutting back the six games for the doubles to five games. Saves about forty five minutes there, and if if we can fix the Friday, maybe adjust the times a little bit, then we'll be should be done by midnight. And I think that'll be better. Saturday's just a tough one altogether because well, we're already back to back, right? So we talk. We always talk about taking out consolation, but I just have a real hard time with it, right? Because. No. It's it, people were asking about forty-eight people for forty-eight for the finals, but I, I think forty-eight is not is not nearly as good. I think you lose lose the Leicester of the thirty-two, and you lose the prize money, and I think it's just better. Off. And in a longer day, you won't be finished till eleven, right? So, well, I think if you if you did look at increasing your your four to forty-eight or whatever, you would have to look at a almost uh sunday finals change you couldn't do it the brackets way i think you'd have to make some type of drastic format change that make it more feasible i guess i i would say Mm -hmm. because you'd have to reduce your cut money because you obviously don't have it availability to as much prize money and i don't know i and i don't think you get rid of constellation because that one spot isn't going to increase your numbers so why get why get rid of it when I was there in the last shift playing with people and everybody knew they needed extra hundred sticks to make it to the top, to make the top 31. They're like now looking, they're like, okay, I don't realistically have a shot at 31, but I still might have a shot at Constellation and at least it gives me another chance to make Sunday. Adam, it was probably the strongest field I've ha- we've had in TPC for Constellation. And- and there was like I, I shot like at over I shot 800 and I was like 12. Yeah. There's there's four over 900, and and it just it was it, uh, the best probably turnout we had. Um, we had 29 out of 32 play, which is which is pretty good. Kelsey had to take care of Reed, so that's and then Stu's already gone driving home, and uh, I don't think Mark Miller Miller was just wasn't he wasn't feeling play. he. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't. He had a he, he left his shirt everything there. He was ready to go. he was ready to be gone, right? But <laughs> but I mean so that that was the 30. tournament as a whole. The, the 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 field that we had was incredible. It could have been one of the strongest thirty twos I've seen, um, even playing field without question. Our cut was basically twenty two hundred on the note, twenty one ninety eight, I think is what it ended up being. But you know what? Our our pinfall wasn't better than last year, and our cut last year was twenty one seventy six. It's just that people are forced to be better and that is really what we're all striving for i i I think that's so good that people have something to motivate them because sometimes we all lose that so it's hands down top quality competition it was absolutely awesome and i would just like to point out that field totally crushes the mark johnstone gino z bar theory of synthetic lanes is good for hard rollers yeah, there was maybe maybe four right. players over forty five k playing in that Sunday. Yeah, there was it was a ton of medium speed players around that forty k, a little bit less than that. It was just if you could if you could yeah. roll the ball, and you could get the pins to lay down, then yeah. you you would score lights out. Shout out to Tracy Smith who absolutely lit it up for like yeah. the first six or seven games. I think she shot just under twenty five hundred, but there, yeah, exactly. You're you're absolutely right. There's your your prime example right there. Yeah. You know, if you get it to the right spot, it's gonna go. And if you get if you get it there with some fingers and some finish, it's definitely gonna go. Yeah. Gino so. made the cut. Gino made it. Yeah. He was one happy person to do the Calcutta. I tell you that it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was, how, it was how, good. How quick were the approaches throughout the weekend? Uh, they got heavier as as more people were in there, just because yeah. of the amount of humidity. Yeah. But uh, they uh, they weren't like they weren't stupid heavy. So no, uh, S- Sunday was back to what they were before. Sunday yeah. felt exactly the same as normal, but it there must have been just people. the sheer volume of bodies yeah. on the Friday. Yeah, the right? Friday just... and Saturday it was it was heavy. You would find a few sticky spots here and there, but it, it was all due to humidity for sure. Yeah, it was a lot of people there. Um, it was, yeah, it was pretty good for the most part. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to Ryland who who whooped Mitch Davies 
in the Invitational. I want to point that out. Called uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. I think that's exercising some demons too. So good for him. That's uh, that's fantastic. And Mitch took it all really well though too. He yeah he was good. He was good with it. So yeah, absolutely. Well, Mitch is smart enough to know that it's not quite a coin flip, but it's extremely close when you get into five game matches like that. It's who gets really hot, right? Yeah. yeah it was he was started picking a little bit, Ryland was throwing more strikes and yeah. and it just kinda happened that way, yeah. Good that way. I was happy to see uh Robbie Olson find it for a few matches there as well. Yeah. Maybe try to get that, that monkey off his back a little bit there too. Played really well. It was awesome to see. A few of them. A few of them. It was. It was really awesome to see. Uh, Danny. Danny Bear played absolutely lights out in the Invitational. The final. The final match where it's only two games. What, what was it? What was his double? Like seven and seventy. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, it was insane. And, and Taylor is over six. Yeah. 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 And and got annihilated. Wow. Yeah. I told Danny awesome. that the 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 bowling ball he sold him that black original sample was uh <laughs> i gave him the wrong price by accident he owes me some money <laughs> well you yeah you covered that up later so you're okay dex yeah it's, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was lots of good play on the weekend like michael wist shot 440 eric chose had a 410 there was another 400 too wasn't there well, maybe well it was only no two. no no eric eric had a chance and he pitched it down the side right he got a two four hundred oh yeah yeah the 390 yeah. or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Um, there's some good play. But I think because Mitch was trying to do like uh, an over under or whatever, he would have been wrong on that because there was only two, and I thought it yeah. would I thought it would have been more. But hmm. um, I I'm, I could have had one against Mitch, but we quit after I threw a chop and nine. Huh. Yeah, there is uh, uh, I guess something we should bring up. Uh, Dexter's corner book crew or. Rule book corner. Man, I've missed this segment. <laughs> so it's the old, same old rule that everybody, I don't think everybody's quite clear on the ruling on it. It's the old corner pin lean. Um, Michael was on a perfect game run in frame nine. He thought he had left the corner. It was the right corner, I do believe. A pin had rolled into it. It looked like it was leaning off base. Um, but what is the ruling, Dexter, if it is off its base? Okay, so we'll go through this again. And there's there's sort of like the cultural definition of what people think the rule is and, and, and what the actual rules are. And um, I guess the problem is, is that it's just, there's just really no good way of us knowing um, when things actually happen. So uh, there's a couple different rules uh any pin which is leaning or not standing solidly on its base due to the support of another pin or pins or ball shall be declared a down pin if the pin falls when the supporting pin or ball is removed um how do you prove that yeah especially when the pin cycles or when the machine cycles right there's no way to stop the machine from cycling it's going to cycle regardless there's no way of knowing when because the pins are getting pulled up they're not releasing and then going down they get pulled back up um if there was a way to build that into the machine that would be awesome get rid of the shields put on the light system so that you can actually see the pins and if you could build into a way where the the machines drop all the pins or just release, release tension, tension on the pins yeah. and then pull them up then maybe we'd have a better idea but here it's it's really hard to say and for me you know again if a ball or sorry if a pin pushes into a pin and then the pin leans back and away to me there's really no way that that pin is supporting the other one physics in my mind it just doesn't make any sense so um it's tough because we just don't have a way of going down there. I, I, yeah, I think the easiest way is, is if you pulled that out on an unbiased opinion, unbiased, and if you think it would have fallen, it's a different story, right? But yeah, uh, um, Mike Michaels was actually like it wasn't; it was leaning away. It wasn't leaning into the pin. 
Mm-hmm. Right. right. So, so if you think the momentum was enough to make it knock over, it would have fallen already. Yeah, right? and and that's what I mean. The pure physics of it to me is, if a pin rolls into it and that pin leans away from the other pin, there's no way that, that pin is supporting it. If the pin is behind it and the pin is leaning onto it, then that that's something totally different. But if that pin is in front and pushing the pin away and it's not over, I just yeah. don't see how physically that makes sense. Now, uh, um, we, we want to point out Michael Wiss never actually called it. He walked no. away. He thought he was going to pick up his spare ball, and yes. he was ready. And somebody else said, hey, it's already down, and it's correct. Yeah, and, the uh, majority of the crowd had spoken up on his behalf saying it was down. So it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't we, under his control. But no. before we get to that, there is one other, one other rule. Um, any pins which are leaning or being held up due to the visible support of a connecting string of a pin or an automatic pin, string pin setting machine shall be counted down regardless of said machines resets and such pins. Again, there's really no way of us sitting there and judging. Uh, I mean, unless you can, you can see when a string doesn't release, you know, because that pin will be literally three quarters of the hanging. way over yeah. hanging, but it, it just pushing back. It's, it's really hard to say. In, in um, Michael's case, this I, was, yeah. I, I think it was under the majority of whoever was making the call. The crowd made right. the call. So I would never be the person to argue against that call. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a problem with a rule that can be perceived both ways. It's so ambiguous. Yeah. You know, and, and there's no clear cut definition of, of oh. what it's going to be because we can't be back there to take a look at it. No. Um, and, well, and it, it was it was terrible for Michael and I, I and, and Michael is one of the nicest most honorable people you will ever meet in your life and I talked to him after and I, like you could he went for a walk after because he went 11 bagger left pitch yeah and you could see in his face that's like he what he wasn't doing okay and I asked him I was like you doing all right he's like, yeah I'm, I'm all right but then we, we talked about it later and he's like you know, I got, I got, I threw the first one in, in 10 and I knew I was going to throw the second one, no problem. And then he's like, so I threw the second one and then I'm standing up there on the lanes. And then I got to thinking, what happens if I throw this one? Like, what, what are, what's going to come of it? What are people going to say? Um, I feel really bad for him. Yeah. Cause like, I, yeah, it, it was, it's a, it's a really crappy situation to be in. And super honorable guy, right? So it's out of his control, too. Yeah. Especially when you know uh, the crowd was split, even though I do believe a majority of the people believe that the pin should have been counted as down. There was still a clear-cut amount of people that said the pin didn't wasn't obviously going to fall because right. nothing yeah. was supporting it. It clearly stood there. It was off its base, but wasn't to a point it should have toppled so um i was in the camp that i don't believe it counted but i was looking dead on i was behind michael videotaping and watching so i didn't have an angle to tell you if it was maybe it was leaning at 45 no, I, 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 I was up at the front counter and i saw it right and i saw it and it wasn't i saw what i saw you saw Kerry. yeah the problem was it, it was wild it was kind of a wild scene because so many people were over there it was nine eight in a row going to nine and it was almost like you're at like a, a big live sporting event everybody's yelling everybody's screaming and people got into it and it was almost like did the goal did the puck go past the line did not go past the line it was it was kind of that feeling and then all of a sudden people were like yelling and screaming it was like holy cow man like yeah. I haven't seen that in a long time at an event, and kind of cool. It was kind of cool atmosphere, just maybe the wrong call, unfortunately. So, like from that that point of view, I really think C five has to take a a better look at that ruling to so try you, try and make it more decisive. So, what would you like? What kind of rule? My would you look into? my my thought process is: if it doesn't fall over, I don't care if it's supported or not. If the machine malfunctioned and the string didn't release, that's an issue that needs to be looked at. But if the pin just doesn't topple over, it's not down. That That's the way I would look at it. And that's the way I look at it in league. If my pin doesn't fall and the machine doesn't count it, I shoot at it. I don't care if it was leaning or not. 
it's yep, just that. it's just something that it, I wanted to be decisive. If not a hundred percent of the people agree that the pin was over, then I'll be shooting at it. And, and the biggest problem we have is that the the rule that people everyone's going by is is a rule that has been just made up and 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 just accepted as the bowling society rule on leaning leaning pins. And and the rule isn't uh you know it's leaning a little it's down it's that that's not the rule, but yeah. everyone's just sort of grown into that and accepted that and it's become a cultural phenomenon across the country. From from your from your local beer leagues like you, oh you pick a corner out of the gutter it's gonna count right. So. <laughs> yeah. Monday night rules. It, but it, but it's it, true though. It, it true. almost affected six thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. Like, is that ruling? basically before like pin setters and, and strings were a part of the process no no no, no. They, they, they have specific rules for free fall they have specific rules for um, pin setters for pin setters or even hand setting so the ones i listed were the ones for pin setters like the the hand setting of that rule would definitely make sense to me right if it's leaning and then you physically remove that pin and then see if it topples yeah. and you that, could do that, I, that i understand right you could but, do that with free fall as well yeah but it's and especially with these new bases, right? That that little bit of extra concave, right? Yeah. If you were to remove that pin now, all of a sudden it could topple the other way much easier than it would have in the day. Only, back in the but day. If, if, only, if that's the case, it, it should have fallen over easier to begin with. But yeah. the other way, you're you're thinking the other way, right? But if you remove that pin on the inside and it topples it back, could fall. I could see it easily go that way with yes. the, with the new bases, right? So. Yeah, if, it, if it's going into the pin, yes. If it's going away, no way. It should have been uh, away. But what I, Adam's I saying is, if you remove the pin, would it would it come back to center and would it topple forward? Back, yeah. Uh, that one it honestly wasn't as lean as much as you think it was. It was yeah. it, but that but uh, that is definitely I, I, a question, right? You, uh, again, it's all subjective, that? right? Completely subjective. That, and that's why I'm I'm kind of on the same same plane as yourself, Carrie. Is it if it's an up pin, then it, it's an up pin. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my uh, interest is if you pulled that pin out. Okay, so Joe Vol goes down there. See, Adam goes down there, pulls it out. First of all, him jumping down the deck would probably would knock it over. But uh, if you put it down there and you pull that pin out, right? If you pull that pin out, like how fast are you going to pull it? Slow? Are you going to pull it fast? Yeah, because exactly. It's, it's like, it's yeah, like playing Jenga, you know? <laughs> right. If you try, it's right. And who's going to do it? Yeah. 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 If it's like yeah. home crowd, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I, bam! Oops! What, it fell over. Wouldn't that be wild? Going for a PG and all of a sudden it's just like, oh, let me go down there. Let me pull that out. Yeah. Like, I, just push the reset button. I don't want to want to be around that, right? So. Yeah. There's there's so, definitely got to be a way that. Um. Unfortunately, I'm not smart enough to come up with a rule to fix no. that. But there's there's got to be people looking at this and trying to figure out if there is a way to make it more, so everybody understands like. Yes, that's a down pin. No, that's obviously not a down pin. Because well, you run into situations like this was $6,000, almost a $6,000 decision, right? And then you got a guy like Michael who maybe he did throw that last ball a little bit shy because he didn't want that all those people yeah. on him after saying, well, you know, that ninth frame wasn't a down pin. Yeah. It, the call was made. The call went through. It is what it is. If I was Michael, looking at it, yeah, I might have had that little doubt in my mind, but I wasn't the one that made the call. Everybody else made the call. Yeah, move forward. He's just too nice of a guy, yeah. to be honest yeah. with you. But, but Terry, it's all the rules out there. I mean, you look at uh, we had one individual bowled on the wrong lane, right? So I went up and deleted his score, and somebody else in the back who's a judge of play was like, "Hey, don't you just move that score over?" And it was middle of a game. It's like, no, you can't do that. That's not yeah, the rule. But to me, that's a clear cut rule, right? Like, that's if you it's, throw in the wrong not. lane out of order, it is a dead. It's a. It, it's just. It's the way it's, it's written. A dead ball. The, the rule is so wordy, the way it's written, and they use team and and singles oh, yeah, yeah. rather than like saying, you know, if everybody on a lane bowls out of order, then you move it all over. But if an one individual on the lane pulls out of order, then you delete it because that that's the rule. But then you know you you put in the the word single and team, and now people are asking, well, is it a team event or is it a singles event or what constitutes a team event? And like 
just it's just not clear cut then well they're also looking for an advantage or trying to read the rule they do want to well no but but we, we had it happen we had it happen at the open and it wasn't it, it it wasn't anybody looking for an advantage it was just they didn't have a clear understanding of it and that's when we got the the clear understanding from sheila carr mm-hmm. but that that is the rule if multiple people pull out of order you finish the frame you move it over you so, know, it, so is this a situation where, like, now we've we've explained two different situations that have happened that the WCBT might have to institute judge as a play? We've talked about it before, and I don't know if it's a. I don't think it's a bad idea. Regina has theirs. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of hard to find volunteers to be there to that are certified judges of play to be there and to make those decisions on 16 lanes of play of 80 players let's say that's a lot of attention that's a lot of uh, situation but you mean you look at saturday afternoon you need to have four judges to play probably right you can't have one going across eight lanes you're not going to miss that you're going to miss out everything yeah but we but we also have situations that we do have judges of play you don't necessarily know the rulings either Right, and if they're fully certified, right? So, yeah, that's not on like a head judge at least. Yeah, I think maybe the WCBT. Maybe we need to sit down and be like, okay, here are, here are the the rules that we want enforced, and here are the rules the way we want them enforced. Because you know, we we could pick and choose that too. Well, know? for sure. Yep. Yeah. So, because mm-hmm. I I believe that. A person down on the lane can correct their own score with the help of the other people around them. Everybody knows what's going on. There's usually one or two people watching. You can figure out, oh, yeah, that, that ball came out of the gutter. You should put that two pin back up. Or that pin didn't come out of the back and knock the two pin forward. It's just a scoring error. Fix it, right? There's enough that you don't need a judge of play for that. But you need a judge of play to make the final decisions on, like, like let's say a, a rotation error on a lineup yeah. or something like that, right? You know, and, and that that would have saved Michael Any immensely, headache. I think. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Because you know what? It takes away friendships. It takes away, you know, like the, the factions created. It, it's a singular person making a singular decision rather than a group of people trying to vie for the decision being made, right? Yeah. Um, that, that, yeah. Um, yeah, because real, realistically, what there, there's probably what a, maybe a dozen rules that are really pertinent to any major tournament, like yeah. or, or, or or maybe a dozen that that may actually happen throughout yeah, the may tournament. Come up, that, yeah, right. The, or, or or the ones that uh, that might be a little convoluted, I guess. So yeah, it's, re- it's really not that much. I just don't, I it. just don't want to judge a play there when somebody's <laughs> swearing at themselves at the foul line. I don't want to judge a play yeah. giving them a warning. It's a professional, uh, I guess that's a loose word. It's a competitive atmosphere. You're playing for cash that you're putting up yourself. I think it's allowed to cuss yourself out at the foul line. To me, that's perfectly yeah. fine. As long as I'm not distracting the guy next to me on purpose, have at her. It's, it's your prerogative. It's your money. Here, yeah. I, I, I do have a suggestion for you. Okay, why don't you get... Maybe volunteer your second VP and your robot corner analyst and specialist. I'm on this podcast up. as a person, not as the WCBT president. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please, uh, no. please suggest all your stuff through email. <laughs> <laughs> and, anyways, Destry obviously knows the rulebook really well, right? So, why don't why don't we come up with a couple like things and have them at the when you register, right? These are the rules that we're looking to for you to understand. Have a couple pieces of paper out or whatever you need, right? Whether they read them or not, I mean, but at least you have something there, right? So what are you saying? Like every every person that registers for the tournament needs to answer a questionnaire if they understand the rules or not? No, just or just, these these are some rules that we what, that, that I think that people were misunderstanding, right? And or something like that. I don't know. It just seems like a gen, lot. Gen, just generate awareness, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pr- print them out, put them on the tables down below, and you can read at your leisure. Yeah. Well, send send them with the uh, uh, with the magazine, right? Like a like a little note or something like that. 
for put, actually, it, put it put it put it in the magazine. You, yeah, you could have that in Dexter's Rulebook corner in the magazine. There you go. Once yeah. once again, this is a C five rule. <laughs> C five should be the one taking this initiative, not the WCBT. Can we wrote uh, any of those questions through this medium to the uh, Alberta Five Pin President uh, to I take two C five? Might be able uh, to, yeah. Possibly, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Just saying. A5PBA at telus.net. <laughs> My secretary can help you forward it all. Weird how the tables have turned, eh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I, I gave, him a, yeah, gave him progress there. I gave him an email. Alrighty. So, yeah. So, is there any other uh, issues that came up on the weekend that you guys think uh, need to be addressed? Uh, there was no real... Um, there was no damage to the center, I believe, right? Uh, we're down three tables. Oh, yeah, tables. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't buy IKEA tables. <laughs> no, we bought them for that reason. There's a few people that sat on a couple tables. They, well, okay. That All right. All right. Yeah. So one one had a bowling ball through it. <laughs> which which happened? One was one it an leg was. I, I have no idea. We found it. After. It might have fell out of a bowling bag. We don't know. Uh, it, not it, not, it not with have. a hole like this. Uh, what one was like a leg was like booted off, and then one had Katie Rayner's butt go through it. So don't don't use those tables as a chair, Katie. Or uh, it's a got bit. a permanent butt print. Oh, yeah, man. Um, the leg kicked off might have been a a shift number five person on the last ball or something. <laughs> it wasn't me, but I'm just saying it could have been. Because <laughs> that's usually when the, the frustrations come out for some people. Yeah, 1700 sucks some days, yeah. <laughs> did Honestly, anyone have a chance to five shift? Nope. Carrie did. Nope. Yeah, Carrie did. I skipped the third shift. I didn't have a on chance to five shift. On purpose, on purpose, yeah. On he so went to a you. movie. So did you. You didn't go play the Thursday shift. So on purpose. I had to work. That's such a stupid My, Honestly, rule. That such was a painful. stupid insight. That was pain. That was painful. That was painful. But I got it worked out for you guys. So. Uh no, there was nobody that was gonna five shift. Not with the amount of entries they had in the earlier shifts. D Derek could have. Derek could have. But you know what? He had, he had a good heart to heart with some people, and he chose not to play Saturday. <laughs> he put his name. He took his name off of Saturday. Put his name back on on Saturday, and then took his name back off on Saturday. <laughs> Like I said, if you, it was definitely one of those weekends. If you didn't have it, you probably weren't finding it. The the lanes no. played the same all five shifts. Yeah, you know what? That's the thing is the oil didn't really break down a whole lot, which I was okay with. I, I found maybe a little bit more movement on Sunday, but not a ton more movement on Sunday than I did throughout the rest of the yeah. week. So there was, a, there was a few people that qualified on their third shift or whatever, but um, it was usually – the people that played their first shift, if they were getting in, they got in. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I found out going from my left corner, it moved a lot more than I ever thought it would. But <laughs> that's just because you weren't very good, and you told everybody you weren't very good. So. Yeah. But usually, when you say that, you shoot twenty five hundred. So I don't understand <laughs> how that came about. But. No, I'm just wait surprised. Till wait till Masters. I'm, I'm just surprised to hear that Timmy oiled. <laughs> I oil every time. Thursday. <laughs> Every Thursday, yeah. Every Thursday. What did, yeah. what did Johnny in, think of it? Me and Dad clean the lanes. Tim kind of makes some coffee, and then he comes <laughs> out and he oils the lanes. That's pretty, that's pretty much the exact routine. <laughs> and then back to the computer. I'm working, man. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta make, make the money, guys. <laughs> but anyways, so yes. Since then, we've had some requests for some giveaways, so... <laughs> <laughs> we might start those up again uh, in a little while to, uh, to you know, pump TPC 2020. 20. 20. Yeah. Shot wheel was a success. Yeah. Shot, shot wheel was within minutes. It was being used at 10 o'clock on Thursday. 10 o'clock uh, on Thursday. Thir <laughs> thir 13 and a half thousand in liquor. Just, it, was, wow. it was stupid. It was stupid, yes. It was, it was good. People want to gamble, and sometimes that means gambling with their lives, but that's okay. <laughs> as long as they drive or drink and drive responsibly. 
<laughs> drink and drive I, I don't think that came out the way you wanted that to, nope. Gary. <laughs> this podcast does not condone drinking and driving, just so people know. <laughs> Jesus. What's the uh, what was the current WCBT membership number? Hundred and four. Up to over the hundred already. Hundred and four members and uh I haven't counted total associate numbers yet. Or I haven't looked up. Our executive secretary has filled out the list, but I haven't looked. So But yeah, hundred and four full members. So That's we huge. are up twenty two from last year? Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. And growing. And growing. Yep. We'll get a few more, I think, in, in Regina. I don't think so. But we'll see. Associate, at least. Yeah, associates. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And just so people remember, associate members, they get uh, the ma- quarterly magazines or every third magazines, as it has been. Um, but we're trying to come up with new, uh, new media that we can send out to our associates. And associates got to remember, too, that they're not only buying the magazine, they're also supporting the tour, right? This is all for the, the betterment of the sport and the professional side and trying growing to hopefully new regions of Canada. Like, um, I think we discussed it on the last podcast, but the Manitoba Open is starting up back in 2020 and they are looking to be affiliated and um, without the support of the members, becoming part of the tour and the associates and our four host centers, the Manitoba Open starting up ever again probably wouldn't have happened. So um, we can do, all we can do is thank everybody for being a part of it and trying to grow the sport. Mm -hmm. And hopefully more tournaments will start up down the road. You never know. Yeah. It's growing in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so while we're talking about that, um, somebody sent in uh, a question: Who do you think is it the the best player net not to win a WCBT event? So, um, let's go a little bit deeper into this. So, are we speaking just WCBT event? Or are we speaking pre WCBT club? I, I think tour? all of the above. So, I think all. Won a, a previous tournament like KG Manitoba Open or a club and, tour event, something and I don't, like that. And I don't think counting the, the tour finals because that's only one of 12 people. That's right. That's not a yeah. full, I guess you could call it a major or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll go around the horn. I'll go first. And I'll take him. Tyler Ticket. <laughs> that's my horse. <laughs> I think he's, um, he's proven. He's rose in the five pin universe rankings i think he's fifth now um yep. he is literally the only guy that doesn't have a tour win in the top five so he would be my pick no we're making an easy pick thanks it's about time i win one of these things i'll go <laughs> um i wrote down a list here i want to say michael list the guy grinds like nobody's business and honestly you watch the last couple events when he needs to throw that the high game he's always there to finish um and he like you said he grinds like doesn't give up a shot he's pretty solid all all day probably michael would be my guy well i know i know who dexter's picking uh so so i won't won't take that away from him um (laughs) It, it, and the, uh, I, I don't know necessarily the history of uh, Mr. Stu Ryan, uh, but uh, I guess on, on the Western tour that I've really seen, uh, he, he would definitely be my pick. I have, I have two. I actually have another one too. That oh, one, oh, here one we go. that's that's been in the tour for quite some time, and one that's relatively new to the cash tournaments over the last like three four years um i think danny bear will likely win one soon he he just plays too well and he's super calm and like collected and 
Um, doesn't seem to get phased too much. So I, I, I think, I think Danny is there. Um, I want to give a shout out to my boy Brad Wilton too. I don't know. You know what that guy is? The guy plays and plays and plays, and he grinds, and he's got such a good mindset. And uh, Scottsdale Classic. He won the very first Scottsdale. So. So I'm ta- yeah, I think I think entries. he's gonna win one of the majors here. Eventually. <laughs> um, my my other one I guess would be Sly. Yeah. Sylvain, oh, yeah. he's won um, a duck pin tournament. He's won obviously many other things, but a, a major cash tournament in five pin bowling is one of them he hasn't. So. Uh, one, yes. one guy that has been really close and, and quite a few even recently, uh, Mike Lucuzzi as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Guy, guy's been around forever. He's uh, just never really been able to break through. Uh, but boy, he, he sure came close to the autumn this year. And second and, place uh, at TPC. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, great, great player, uh, especially with everything he's been going through. Uh, to be able to come back and put up that type of uh, a performance is pretty incredible yeah. and he came through the consolation this year at tpc yeah. yeah how did how did he do in the main event bang 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 yeah but long days yeah um he was obviously really close to the cut line anyways he, he i think Twice, he was yeah. he was planning on sitting on the number and then the number kept growing so he decided to play the last shift anyways and that worked, mm-hmm. yeah. And got really close to his number again. So I, I, I remember he went, I think he went five miss in nine, and then made ten irrelevant in, in the last shift. And then so he yeah. played consolation, and then he was fine after he won that. Yeah, he lit that up. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's tough to come off such a high winning the consolation. Um, we all know Lonnie Akers did the prior year winning and then going all the way, but and Brad Mullen's doing it at Regina and stuff like that. But it is such a hard. To come off the consolation, such a high beating, literally thirty-one other players, all good players themselves, in such a small format, make it out of there, and then show up the next day and have to compete against the top thirty-one players all week. It's a, uh, it's pretty daunting. Some people get, some people have done it, and I'm sure Mike could have done it as well if he would have found it a little bit earlier. But, but it's it's awesome seeing that like. We're at the point we have so much depth and so many amazing players that whoever whoever wins that constellation is a hell of a player too. Yeah, you know? and, how, and how, we've seen it over and over. And how about Eric Chose finding it for two games and becoming high qualifier? Like, no, was, the guy six, is riding such is, a high. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. A win, a second place, and now a third place. Confidence is 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 a drug, man. It, it's pretty insane how this goes. Yeah. Like you and Masters. Yeah. And you not in the cash tournaments. <laughs> yeah, you know what? My 18th place on, on five pin U, I tell you what, it'd be way better. But uh, anything non competitive, I'm awesome. So just mark me down as a winner. Then. It's not that it's not competitive, it's just not a lot of money on the line. <laughs> Well, money doesn't define me. I'm just, I'm just out there for a good time, guys. Like, You're right. You, you can pay for your furnace on your own. You don't need extra cash. <laughs> oh, <no>. Wow. <laughs> Call on Reliance. <laughs> wow, that was a dig. <laughs> that was a solid inside joke for our listeners. Yeah. Oh. I'm sorry you had to... <laughs> the audience to that it got cold there for a while and <laughs> carrie and julie felt it yeah it's <laughs> so cold in that place they couldn't stay in there another year um so uh speaking of five pin universe rankings since tim brought it up uh we have a new number one dexter wiseman um adams unfortunately <laughs> depreciated some points since he couldn't play this year so he's just under dex by two points so i'm sure regina will be a Heck of a battle to try and keep those those spots alive. Yeah, I'm playing Braxton. Yeah. No, not at all. No, <laughs> for, for, first of all, congrats, Dex. That that's pretty awesome. Your uh, uh, last year, specifically in the last what three or four events, have been phenomenal. Um, I, I know missing the cut for myself last at the uh, the Heritage, and then obviously missing this tournament. Um, that 
the the higher end of that depreciation scale is definitely going to hurt me for a bit longer than it's going to hurt yourself so uh, I expect you to be there for for a little while for sure and uh, definitely hope to try to track you down again yeah I mean we'll, we'll see uh, I think it's it's nice I mean not that we don't have motivation as it is but it, that that's definitely going to be a motivator for I think both of us in Regina truthfully I didn't think I'd be anywhere close to being where I am to be honest um, uh, winning autumn last year third autumn this year helps um, and then I think me and Brad were both tied but like yeah 200 back of you or something so it was a, it was a goal at that point to like you know at least give you a run but I, I didn't I didn't honestly think that a second place finish at TBC would would have made that difference well unfortunately the major thing that hurt Adam was um, his first place at the TPC depreciated by 25% right yeah so that that's a huge a huge loss when you can't replace it with any points because you're unfortunately not competing in that event so um that that is a huge loss in points and um for people that don't know it depreciates over five years so each year it depreciates 25 percent, and in the fifth year it's gone so um it uses the wcbt point scale so a win is 170 points and that's good for the next four years slowly decreasing by a quarter each year so yeah. One, one, one request, Carrie, is uh, the I know on uh, you know the Five Pin Universe website, uh, you've got the, the the list and the overall points for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all know it's the last twenty events. Is there a way because you probably already have it done anyways? Is there a way of posting what those last twenty events and the points that are going at that point are you able to post that on there as well? So, so people can kind of see what, what yeah, that appreciation sure. if you, is. If you want to scroll for 16 minutes through <laughs> all the results. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm assuming you, your spreadsheet probably already does that. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, it's a full Excel spreadsheet with, like you said, the last 50 tournaments, I think it is, and showing all the depreciation and for like 492 people. Mm-hmm. It's a giant Excel spreadsheet. And... Um, not that I wouldn't want to post it, but um, I'll send it to people if they request it. But that's something I want to keep keep with okay. in house. Yeah. But Adam, yeah, if, you... if if people want to see it, I'll definitely send it to you. Mm-hmm. Adam, you got something going for you. you. You also forget in that depreciation that the year that you missed out for Regina because of Matt Good, you'll be able to gain those points back real fast. So <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's true. <laughs> but it, that that's also like three years ago on the the, the same scale, right? Yeah. So it's it, it's all minimal, zero points at that point. But uh, and, it, it it's incredible just how because um, I, I I went through a pretty ridiculous stretch there, like five or six tournaments, and even in the second year of that, all of a sudden there's big depreciation. It, the, the the rankings are definitely a, a, a more of a now. Uh, than than the past, so it's uh, more more of a, a, a true ranking, which is the way it's supposed to be. And uh, quite frankly, Dex belongs there at the moment. Oh, trust me, I felt it. I was <laughs> I had lots of points there for a while. Now now it's yeah. not so much, but at least I I'm coming up to Regina. I've missed a cut like three years in a row. I these points will <laughs> be easy to get back. Me too. Me too. <laughs> hey, Adam. So well, we have had a lot of people come in interested about the tpc asking who's won looking at the board and every single one of them's like wow dexter you came in second you came in second you did awesome he's like hey, hey i came in second but i'm first in the five pin universe ranking that's all he's been telling <laughs> I, everybody i have not <laughs> said that a single time <laughs> i don't know ego's gone a long way well, uh, it, it, it's, it's good because it, it, it's something you should be proud of right it's uh you know, like, and I, I, I'm, I'm the first person to congratulate somebody on somebody uh, on something that's deserving, right? And, and the, we, we've talked about this in the past where there's just a lot of people, a lot of jealousy out there that, you know, pe- people don't necessarily want to see people succeed, and especially if it's at their defeat, right? And, and it, it's it, it's old school way of thinking, right? So, like, uh, from, from a personal standpoint, I, I'm, I'm thrilled for Dex. It's uh, 
it, it, it's nothing really official official in, in the game but it's it's something that's definitely there and it, it's it, it's a pretty significant thing so you know congrats to dex i don't know it's Thanks. official for five pin universe but whatever <laughs> that company <laughs> doesn't exist yeah thank you adam <laughs> sincerely um but i, I it, it it's it i am proud it it was a goal um but uh, I, I don't I don't think it really makes any difference in anybody's eyes or anything. We we all know where you stand in this bowling world. So, um, and I, I'm a marginal. So so everybody knows uh, I'm first right now with 647 and a half points, and Adam Weber is second with 645 and a half points. So that's that's a, a large number of points and only two separating. So it's not like it's it's. That, it's, that's it's only not a, like that's only a 48th place in a tournament so that's yeah. not very and, much yeah and, and it's amazing just how quickly the points depreciate on the actual rankings as well mm -hmm. right like it, it, it's really top heavy for the first you know top four top five and then it really starts dropping off really quickly right so there, there's a lot of points up top and you know you, if you're successful over you know a year six you know tournament type type session you're uh you're going to be jumping up real quick. Yeah. Like Chose's, Chose's got to be jumping up there quite significantly. He's, he's, he's just got he's number six. six. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, I find it, it's true. It mimics the ATP world rankings. It mimics world golf rankings. It's very true. If you win tournaments, you, you're at the top. If you place top three in tournaments, you're at the top. If you place eighth, ninth, tenth a lot, you're not at the top. Sorry, that's... You're all right. You're definitely top twenty-five player, but it the rankings really reward people that finish tournaments and place well, and that's the way it should be. That's that's how you want your you want your sport reflected by the best players out there. So. Now the only caveat to it is you know there, there's a lot of players from out east who aren't able to actually play all four. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. so so you're you're missing some some pretty heavy depth uh, up there too, or uh, per perceived depth. Yeah. Um, like even where you know probably Degrassi and Mitch and Sly and all them where where they're at right now, you got to assume that they'd be even higher if they were able to play you know say the autumn, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and that that takes away from from some of the points that are available to you know some of the other guys that are up that way. So. Yeah, it like I said, it it mimics other other associations like the PGA Tour uh, golf rankings. If you play on the European Tour all the time and you only make out for so many PGA events, your rankings reflect that, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, mm -hmm. um, obviously it would be great if we could have all the tournaments reflected in the rankings and stuff like that, but then you would, you would have to have true players going to all the tournaments. And it so like it would be us going out to club tour events, but obviously there's those events kind of conflict with other events we have out here. So it's very Western centric. That is 100% correct, but that's where it was based out of. And that's where it's starting and hopefully it grows to be something else, but we'll see. Yeah. And still, you still see all those, those names still up there in the top 25, top 30, yeah. which is also a testament to, to how good they've placed when they are able to make it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So you hear that, Mitch? You have to come out to the Autumn Open if you ever want to be number one on the rankings. <laughs> well, he he's already invested with, with Jeff England there, so. Well, I mean, I mean he's won that one. He's going to try to win the Autumn now. Jeff, you have the biggest center in Canada. Just move the tournament a couple weekends. Jeez, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> he, was just, he was just telling me bowlers always want more, so there you go. <laughs> Um, well, well, speaking of bowlers as well, uh, we had a couple perfect games this last week. We want to give a shout out to uh, Greg Olson from out in B's Lower Man Mainland BC. Shot a perfect game at the Dell Lanes on Sunday, and uh, Simon Hewitt from Glen Karen down in Saskatoon, uh, sorry Regina. Uh, first perfect game there since 1997. They say uh, shot a perfect game down there. So congrats, uh, guys. congratulations, guys. congrats, yeah. guys. Oh yeah, Jeff, Jeff Young shot one a few weeks ago. We already announced that. But, yeah, you know. not a big deal. That uh, 
Elmira Dune. Elmira. So. Yeah, Elmira yeah. Dune. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. I'm sure Goulet probably shot 1480 or something tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, eh? All right. I think we're going to wrap that up for this week, guys. Um, awesome. Next week, we'll bring on another guest. We didn't bring a guest on this week just because we wanted to wrap up some TPC time and didn't really think we'd give the guest their proper due. So, um, yeah, submit your questions on our Facebook page. Become a patron at patreon.com slash 5pinuniverse or hit up Tim. Everybody has his number. Send him questions anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Especially if you want rules changed. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or ask him about ask him about the inside joke. He'll tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a beer first. All right, thanks, guys. Thank Take you. Care. <laughs>